you know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, <laughs> I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. What these young bloods have to understand, that this game has always been and will always be about buckets. What do you know about this? Oh, you'll love it. Up and under. How does she do that? That's a kind of a shot that a winner takes and a winner makes. At the buzzer, a three. Oh, she put it in. She put it in. Welcome to Buckets. This is Action Network's daily basketball betting podcast. And you might be used to listening to NBA betting content on this feed, but we have some more basketball coming up here this summer as the WNBA season is starting in about one week. Opening day is May 19th. I'm Maria Marino, and joining me is Jim Turvey. If you don't know me, I just started at Action Network. I'm a host of Green Dot Daily, and I've been on Buckets once or twice. Jim, you have also been on Buckets. You are actually writing WNBA season previews for every single team, so you are more than qualified to preview this season with me. And by the way, we're going to be having weekly episodes, best bets episodes throughout this season, which runs all throughout the summer with the playoffs being in September. Jim, how excited are you for the season and what do you like about betting WNBA? I am incredibly excited. I come to betting the WNBA through years of following the WNBA. The number one thing I love about betting WNBA is it's an incredibly fun market to bet into. It's very different than the NBA. You're betting on basketball, but in the NBA, there's all sorts of narrative moves. There's all sorts of media stories. There's not as much here. It's It's a very sharp market in ways. You'll notice that the lines can move really fast in really big numbers because there's a couple of people out there who who really have an information edge and they're able to leverage that information edge. And you know, if you do the research, you the better can be that person who has that information edge and is able to bet into a market that is is a really fun market to get into beat reporters out there from lots of different outlets that you can kind of track some stuff preseason. You'll even be able to follow, you know, as soon as that lineup hits there, if you're looking to live bet, you'll see, you know, certain players, the books might not even realize are out there. There's just so much to dive into with, with this league and betting this league that is one of my favorite to, to follow as a whole and maybe my favorite to bet. And one of the reasons why we're here is to help give you that information edge. And I'll tell you what I like about betting the WNBA. I like basketball. And so (laughs) I don't really want to bet baseball. I just want to keep watching ball. It's the sport that I personally understand the most. 
it's fun to bet NFL, but for me, it, it's hoops. Hoops is my thing. And so why not get into the WNBA? And what's great about it is it's not like an overwhelming amount of teams and players that you have to learn. If you're Very not true. that familiar with the league, you got 12 teams, uh, you got 144 or so roster spots. So you're talking some of the best talent in the world, an extremely competitive league, but there's not a, a big learning curve. This is uh, the biggest season we've had in terms of games here coming up. So we got a 40 game season, very exciting. Not like the NBA where you don't care about a lot of the games in the regular season. The schedule is spread out pretty nicely. A lot of people don't realize that the quarters are 10 minutes as opposed to 12 in the NBA. I've heard people be like, oh, why aren't there as many triple doubles in the WNBA? And I'm like, well, the games are eight minutes shorter. <laughs> that could be part of it. And one other note before we get into some of our bets and, and things that we're eyeing throughout the season is commercial travel is something to pay attention. So when you are learning a bit about the league, you're following your beat writers, you're trying to look for some edge, take a look at who's on the road, who's traveling, because they are not flying charter as of yet. They did just pass a rule so that you will be able to fly private for back-to-back -back games. So that's uh, one thing to, to note. Little differences between the NBA and WNBA that I think are important uh, in, in order to become a, a sharp better in this league. And as you said, it's just super fun. So let me give a little bit of run of show here so everyone knows what we have going on. We're going to talk championship odds. We're going to talk about a little thing called the Commissioner's Cup, which is a new, a newer phenomenon in the WNBA. We're going to get into awards, MVP and Rookie of the Year out. We have team win totals and teams to make or miss playoffs. So let's just jump right into it. Uh, championship odds, Jim. If you're not familiar, there has been a crazy offseason in the WNBA. I mean, an insane amount of player movement. Free agency has become pretty nuts. And we, we've seen basically two super teams emerge, the Aces and the Liberty. Aces, obviously, are the defending champs. Liberty have never won a championship. They're one of the original franchises. So uh, pretty exciting to see a contender emerge there adding Brianna Stewart, adding John Quell Jones, adding Courtney Vandersloot. These are some really, really big names. Um, and so no surprise, aces are the favorite. Libs are a close second. Now on the uh, Buckets pod a week or so ago, I gave out a little sleeper of my own, which is the Mystics. They're at about plus 1,400. I like them because they have a former MVP in Elena Della Don. Um, and so I just really like the value there. Who would be potentially your sleeper, Jim? Yeah, this is a tricky one because like you said, I mean, there are really two teams that are head, shoulders, chest, torso. They're, they're, they're standing <laughs> a whole, they're standing on ladders. They, they are two incredibly, they're two of the most talented teams roster wise. We need to see how yeah. the Liberty come together, but roster wise, we've seen the entire league, you know, you go back to like turn of the century Houston Comet teams to, to get to kind of equal rosters to what we're seeing now. And the fact that you have two of them. So even if, you know, one of them maybe doesn't come together as well as you imagine, there's a whole nother team that's there. So it's really hard to find a sleeper in this championship market. Um, the only team that, you know, really catches my eye. Uh, it's a team that was the best regular season team last year. They had the best net rating. 
the Connecticut Sun, they did lose John Quill Jones to the New York Liberty. Mm-hmm. Um, they lost Courtney Williams, who's been um, you know, a great scorer for them at times. She's bounced, bounced around the league a little bit, but great scorer. But they slot Brianna Jones, who was sixth person of the year last year, off the bench into that role for John Quill Jones. And they slot Tiffany Hayes, who can score as well as anyone in the league, into that Courtney Williams spot. They also have a change of head coach so that they may take a little while to coalesce together. I think that's what you're maybe seeing in, in seeing their championship odds a little bit lower. Cause this is a team that, you know, in theory should kind of be that, that third team right now they're down at plus 4,500. They're, they're listed around some teams that I, I think they're of a much higher quality caliber than um, to be perfectly honest. I, I am only putting a tiny bit on this and only because you know, we've talked about this on buckets. When you get down to the the plus 4,500s or whatever, we're talking about what 2% implied odds, right? Mm-hmm. So do I think there's a 5% chance they win? Yeah, sure. But it, these are bets that, you know, you're, you're taking the edge and you, you do a bunch of them. And eventually, you know, one of these one in fifties are going to hit if you have, you know, a slight edge there, but I, I tend to not go crazy in terms of how much I'm playing on that, just because it, it, it makes your, your bankroll management a little hard if you're, going through all these long, long shots, you have to have really patience and know that you have your edge there. I do think the Sun are, are the team that jump out to me there um, just because they have the continu- continuity in players and they have you know incredibly talented roster. I didn't even mention Natisha Heidemann, Dewana Bonner. They really have a very talented roster um, and are, are coming off a good season. Uh, so I, I think they're a little low in the odds rankings right now. I think it's a great point. And that might be just because of the uncertainty at head coach losing Kurt Miller, bringing in Stephanie White, who's, you know, first year and a little bit unproven. Now there is a, um, a bet available on Fandle, which is by the way, our sponsor. And it's, it's aces or Liberty at minus six fifty versus the field at plus 400 really interesting. And I feel like, this just goes to show that the general consensus is that these two teams, as you mentioned, are really the teams to beat and are, are highly expected. One of them are highly expected, yeah. you know, to win it all. Do you look at this bet with any interest? Yeah, a little bit. It's it's the tough thing about laying. So so the number is minus six fifty on the New Yorker Liberty. Yeah. Which if you go into the Action Network. Uh, odds calculator you can figure out the implied odds there it's about 87 percent, which is you know massively high number when you consider you get all the 10 other teams if you're on the other side of this i if i were you know if if it didn't affect my my bankroll or how i was going to play on the day day i would actually be on the aces and liberty and this side of things i i really do think like we talked about at the beginning the fact that there's two of these teams so that if one team, you know, goes a little bit awry, if there's some injuries, the other thing we didn't talk about yet, these are two incredibly deep teams, especially the Liberty, the Liberty go like one through nine of really high quality players. Like they can, they can sustain an injury or two and still, I think be the best two teams in the league. So to me, you know, I, I'm probably not going to bet it because minus betting on minus six fifty that's not going to yes. pay out until October and and have any actual benefit to your to to your bottom line yeah. is is tough. It's tough to do, but I think strictly by numbers, that's that's what I'd be on. But I'm I'm curious your thoughts because I know the Mystics are that third team. So does that intrigue you about um that the or the field? It doesn't intrigue me enough. I I don't think to yeah. necessarily bet the field, 
I feel like the odds are just not, like I might as well just bet the Mystics then to yeah agree I agree to win it all as opposed to a, a plus four hundred bet on the field. But the Aces and Liberty also just incredibly well coached. You know, yeah. two championship coaches in in Becky Hammond and Sandy Brondello, and so um, yeah, it's it's their it's their chip to lose. But there is another thing we can bet on, which I mentioned, and that's the Commissioner's Cup. So this is, um, even if you're familiar with WNBA, this is this is newer. This just started last year. And it's essentially that a handful of games throughout the season are considered Commissioner's Cup games and sort of count toward this record of, of um, being able to play in the Commissioner's Cup. And the top two teams will, you know, play each other kind of like middle of the season Kind of interesting. NBA has been toying with this idea as well of having like some sort of a midseason tournament. And what the, the motivation is for, for teams in the W is money. Uh, you know, they they get they get paid extra if uh, if they take home uh, the commissioner's cup. So my question to you is, does the same logic that you would sort of apply to championship odds also, uh, you know, would that be applied to commissioner's cup? Because if you look at the odds, Jim, quite similar. They're like if yeah. you look at all the teams that are listed, they're quite similar to championship odds. Yeah, I think it's a great question, and I do think that you can look at this a little bit different. It's uh, to me, it's not just another uh, way to bet the championship. It's not quite the same as if some people are familiar with soccer, like they may think of it like that. It's for mm-hmm. this, it's it's woven into the schedule. So these are games that yes. are in their regular season but they just have like a little, you know, discounts for a little bit more. I don't yes. think it's taken hold to the point where teams are really paying an extra amount of attention to these games. So I actually think that there's a little bit of an edge looking for long shots here. And so I'm going to go back to the well here. The Connecticut Sun, once again, are plus 4,800. For me, this is a team that I see as the maybe fourth, third, fourth, fifth in that tier of team to get plus 4,800 on them. Now there are, there's 10 games. So each team has 10 commissioner's cup games. So in that case, you know, there are enough, it's enough of a sample that you're probably going to get the best two teams. But I, I went back and I looked and in 2021, we got the team that finished the year in fourth place actually was in the commissioner's cup final. Um, so if you, if you're a team that, you know, is close enough in the standings that you are able to win several of these, you can find yourself in this championship game. And then it's, you know, it's, it is its own thing. And I, I think that the players, you know, they're playing for money. They're playing for another champ- type of championship, but it, you'd never get the sun plus 4,800 in a game versus either the Liberty or uh, the aces. So I, right. I, I think that there's, there's definitely a little bit of it, an edge there to bet those long shots, just because there's a little more variance in this than there is in the, in the actual title odds, in, in my opinion. Well, just to button this up in terms of our, you know, our title favorites, I'll just say this, um, as far as who really is going to take this thing home, I am slightly higher on the Liberty right now than the Aces. Maybe not to start the season, but as a whole, um, I feel the Liberty might have an edge in the block with John Quell Jones and Brianna Stewart. And... I, it's just really hard for teams to win back-to-back championships. Hasn't been done um, since 2002, so over 20 years. Do you have a preference just on either of those teams straight up? 
No, I'm with you 100. percent And I think I think you pinned down two really big factors. Um, I think that that going back to back is you know the Liberty. Um, you know they had a great season. They reached the playoffs last year. They didn't have to go through that grind that the Aces had to. Um, I think that's a really big deal. And I think that you know continuity wise, the Aces might be you know if if these two did meet in a Commissioner's Cup championship, which is you know about halfway through the season, the Aces might still have the continuity edge at that point. But this Liberty team. Throughout the season, they've got, you know, Brianna Stewart, Courtney Vandersloot, these veterans who not only are, you know, incredibly talented players, but they, that offense, I think is going to be incredible. I think it's really going to, the ball is going to be whipping around. I think, I think, yeah. you know, by the end of the season, I, I think this is going to be one of the best offenses ever. I, the, it's, it's hard to bet against what we just saw out of the aces last year, but if, if, if it did, if we did zoom ahead, to the to the finals and we do get this matchup that we foresee i'm i'm right there with you in in kind of giving a slight slight edge to the liberty at this point i'm just so excited to watch basketball in brooklyn again i mean i mentioned i mentioned stewie you know she's probably the best player in the world sabrina unesco was already here she is um a great like you know filler up of the box score just like trends toward triple doubles so she's a really great distributor. And then Courtney Vandersloot, she's somebody who's, I think she's the assist leader overall in the league. I, so. I mean, yep. she's she's held the record for, you know, um, assists per game for the season. And I wouldn't be surprised if she's, you know, getting 10 or so a game. So super excited for that. And that actually kind of brings me to awards and what we have available to bet on. MVP and rookie of the year. So we'll start with the MVP side of things. And I'll just tell you, this is kind of going along with my longer shot, if you want to call it for the mystics to potentially win the championship. Um, If that's going to happen, it's because Elena Deladon is is playing like an MVP. Um, I grabbed her at plus seven fifty, and you know, she is just, finally healthy, I think for the first time in a long time, and we should expect her not to miss as many games. Um, she said she's had her greatest off season ever. So I'm excited about that, but where I do think you can also find some crazy value and tell me if you agree, I'm scrolling through this list and I see Chelsea gray at plus 10,000. Now she is the reigning finals MVP on the aces and Courtney Vandersloot, which we who we just mentioned, also at plus ten thousand. I'm not saying that I would necessarily expect Sloot in particular. I, I think I would expect maybe Chelsea Gray more, just because she was clearly. I mean, there's a reason she was Finals MVP. Like she made everything go on that Aces team. And you're talking about again. You're talking about plus ten thousand. Like <laughs> give me some. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's a great look, and and. This MVP market's really interesting. You you had a note here talking about how, you know, it's usually best player on the best team. And that's that's really well and distinctly put. And so I was I'm looking in kind of the same world that you are is I'm looking at it like teams that I think can finish in the top three or four, and I'm looking at their best player. So yeah, um I really uh, Elena Deladon, she, you know, she is coming off a season where she had a, a little bit of like the the load management. She wasn't always yes. playing back to backs. She is saying that she is like as healthy as she has been since her MVP season. Um, this is a player who's done this before. Um, and and 
if we see a full season out of her at a full minutes load, she's going to put up some pretty crazy numbers. So I, I, I like that look. Um, I, I would shop around, but that's one other thing in the market is with, with WNBA, because there is less information as a whole. You can, if you, if you, if you shop around in this market, it's maybe even more important than, than any other sport, because you can find some crazy numbers here that don't look like numbers at other books. So there's, there's some good numbers out there for Elena Deladon as well. Um, Mm -hmm. the names that jump out to me, um, like I said, uh, the Chelsea gray look, I like, uh, John Cole Jones is a former MVP. We're only like two seasons removed from her being an MVP and she's going to be on this Liberty team and she's at plus 3,500. So that's another one that, that caught my eye. Um, some real long shots. If you just want to do, you know, a dollar donating to your book, I don't, I don't see it happening, but I just think that those, these names are, are, are too far down, down the leaderboard, if you will. Um, Brianna Jones in Connecticut. I think she's going to have a monster season uh, now that she's in the starting lineup. Jewel Lloyd is actually um, my pick to lead the league in scoring. So I don't see the storm finishing in the, in the, honestly in the top 10 even, but you know, if she just mm. has, goes out and has an unbelievable season where she's, you know, leading the league in scoring by three, four points, she might get a look and, yeah. you know, you can kind of build that portfolio. If she's sneaking in the top five, then you've got that piece you can bet with later. Um, and Kalia Copper, kind of same deal. The, the Chicago Sky are an interesting team. I don't know if they we'll are. be able to dive too deep into them, but they they have a really high ceiling and a really high floor in my mind. And so if they pop and they somehow all come together, I could see her really, you know, being the best player on the third or fourth team in the W. And, and you know, she's another one with uh, finals MVP to to her name. So that's that. those are the names that jumped out to me. Yeah, and... To that point, um, because we've had so much roster turnover and and so many changes uh, among these teams, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, um, you know, discourage anyone from waiting a little bit, like maybe first week or two, see how things are going. Um, It's not like you necessarily, I'm, I have some, some bets in mind that I just gave, you know, for right now. But also for some of these teams with more question marks like the sun or like the sky, um, I, I, I think you could still find some value early in the season. And then to the point that you made about like the note that I have as far as like often best player on best team, because what it comes down to is like there'll be someone who's having an amazing season. Right. And the, the numbers are there. And then the, the question will be like, well, but is it translating to wins? You know, is yeah. there is there team winning? And so there's always that. Um, I think last season we had a bit of an MVP um, battle, if you will, between Asia Wilson and Brianna Stewart. And some people, just because they were looking for an edge for one or the other, were saying, well, Asia's on a better team, but didn't end up hurting her in the end. She ended up winning the MVP. So um, Can I get one final we, note on that. Um, yeah. I thought you made a you made a great point there that a lot of these futures. Um, you know, I, I don't know if we'll see win totals up throughout the season. These awards markets, I would imagine are up through the season. So that's a really good point by you that like, you know, we want to get some bets in now, have some fun, but have, have some patience with these as well and and see how things are transpiring. And and that's a market you can play with through the whole year. And I think the, the production of some of these players will be a talking point when we get to win totals in just a moment, but quickly do want to touch on rookie of the year because this is interesting. Um, as far as I know, we've never been able to bet on this before. Um, a lot of these, um, these categories of, of 
of bets. This is this is a new phenomenon, which is really, really exciting. Yeah. Um, and that's why it's a really good time to get into, again, this WNBA betting market. So rookie of the year, uh, Aaliyah Boston was the first overall pick going to the Indiana Fever, and she is the favorite. Uh, similar to what we discussed with MVP, I don't see the Fever racking up too many wins. And I do wonder how that might affect how we view somebody like Aaliyah Boston. What I do find interesting, um, and it's, you know, the, the odds aren't crazy, but Diamond Miller um, at plus 310. And so she got drafted to Minnesota. And Minnesota is in a real sort of retool type situation, losing um, Sylvia Fowles, who was one of the greatest bigs ever, um, retiring after like what's sure to be a Hall of Fame career. And it just seems like Miller is going to get most the most opportunity to actually play. So um, as as I mentioned earlier, so few roster spots in this league, an incredibly competitive league. You sometimes have first round draft picks that are cut uh, that are not even going to get playing time. Um, so for to see a rookie that you feel pretty confident is going to play a lot, that alone sort of gives you um, a good feeling that they're going to have a good chance to make an impact and therefore be the rookie of the year. So I like that. And as uh, to go along with that, just the, the last preseason game she played in, case in point, she started, she scored 19 points. There's going to be a couple other preseason games coming up here in the next week or so. So definitely keep an eye on that and how some of these rookies are working their way in. A couple other um, potential candidates for me. I'm curious about Maddie Segrist plus 1,000 and Lou Lopez Seneschal plus 3,400. Now they're playing for Dallas, and this is where it gets tricky because Dallas is going to need to make a lot of roster cuts, um, and final rosters are due uh, the day before the season starts, so the 18th at like 5 p.m. Uh, so keep an eye on that. But also remember that just because a player got cut doesn't mean you won't see them circle around again. The WNBA has to, they, these teams have to do a lot of yeah. juggling with their rosters and their salary caps where you might see somebody cut and then a week later they bring them back. So don't get discouraged if that happens, but it's just something to keep an eye on. Um, Segris led D1 in scoring last year. She I was an absolute beast. Uh, um, and so I think she has the ability to score. The question is, on this Wings team, how much burn is she going to get? And then with with Lou Lopez-Seneschal, she unfortunately is um, a little bit banged up right now. She had a knee injury in uh, the NCAA tournament. So I'm a little nervous for her because, again, there, there's just so few roster spots. Will she get cut here early and then maybe brought back? But I'll say this. If she plays, um, she's turning 25, actually, <laughs> today basically the day this podcast drops so may 12th is her birthday she's 25 you know most rookies are like 21 22 she's incredibly mature she's good size she's able to score over bigger defenders she's able to finish through contact i love her as as a sleeper um and so th those are just a couple of of people that i'm but that i'm thinking about but i think the safest bet is probably miller 
Yeah, I think that's all incredibly well said. Um, I really like the the logic there on on Miller. Yeah, she's going to get the minutes, and and to be honest, that's that's what you're looking for. I'm gonna I'm gonna mostly leave that cap to you. I the only mm-hmm. name that I'll add, and it's almost the exact same logic as you use, is Jordan Horston. She's down there at plus forty eight hundred. She's in Seattle. That's a team that we've talked about. Lost, you know, Brianna Stewart lost Sue Bird. They're in a totally. I think they're looking, you know, at ping pong balls in in upcoming seasons here. Um, so they're in a rebuild. And, and she's going to get minutes, I think. So she's plus 4,800. It's an extreme long shot. You know, I, I think it's likely Boston or Miller. I think you know that well. And I like that Seneschal looked as well. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash blue wire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Uh, let's get into team win totals. And this is, again, this is something totally new. Never had the opportunity to bet on this before. And I'm just super stoked about it. And this is what I found just by looking at all of the odds for these 12 teams. There were two bets available at plus money. Mm-hmm. So just in terms of a, a little bit of value, I thought that was kind of interesting. The sun their over under is 22 and a half wins. They are at plus 102 to go over. Um, but they were 25 and 11 last year. I don't see their record being better this coming year than last year, even though, as you mentioned, they're still a sneaky, very good team and very good roster. I just don't know if I would trust them to win a few more games than they did last year when they were already a top three record in the league last year before losing John Quill Jones and before losing. A, an incredible coach in Kurt Miller. The other one that's available at plus money, plus 108 to go over is the Lynx at 17 and a half. This one kind of piques my interest because they were 14 and 22 last year. And for reference, the worst team that made the playoffs, which was Phoenix, had 15 wins. So they just missed out on the playoffs. Um. And the reason I'm interested in this is because they are actually favored to make the playoffs. So we're going to get into that in just a moment. But if you're telling me they're going to, if odds makers expect them to make the playoffs, um, could they then win three or four more games than they did last year? I think that's, I think that's possible. Cheryl Reeve is another great coach. Um, They, missed the playoffs last year for the first time in forever. And a big reason why is Nafisa Collier kind of rushed back after making a baby um, to start the season. So <laughs> she is, we're, we're going to, you know, see her um, almost a year removed from giving birth. And, you know, she's obviously going to be 
I think she will need to have an MVP caliber season for the Lynx, uh, Lynx to make the playoffs and to go over this. But um, I'm intrigued at it. I'm not 100% on that yet. But it's, it's it, again, it's one of the few that you're going to get plus money on. And I got one more gym that I actually do like. And again, it's it's my Mystics um, <laughs> to go over 24 and a half. Now, again, last year's record, 22 and 14. Della Don, as we mentioned, was not fully healthy. She was load managing. She wasn't traveling most of the time. She only played 25 games. So if she's playing the majority of the games, can they win three more? I think so. That's 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 what I got. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> these win totals are super fun. I'm I'm really th- to me this was the the market I was most excited for. This is you know to me it it, it kind of is it gives you the most ability to really dive into a team. You can dive into schedule. You can dive into you know depth chart. You can start thinking you know attacking you know who's who's going to be injured, who's going to be in, who's going to be out. And just, there's so many factors here, but it's also a relatively stable market. Um, you're getting, you know, you, you mentioned plus money versus minus money. Most of these are set, you know, at like minus 110 on either side. So it's, you're, you're not doing a, a crazy plus 5,000 or you're not doing on the other hand, like the Liberty or dream, uh, or sorry, Liberty or uh, aces to win at minus 650. It's kind of the one of those in between where you're the, the book is giving you a, a coin flip and you need to pick the right side of the coin. Um, and and yeah, I, I really went kind of nuts on these. I really I do like that <laughs> mystics. I like that mystics over. Um, that's one of that's one of the plays that that um, I landed on as well. Um, I do think Deladon is in is going to be in better shape. I think they did a great job managing uh, her load last year, and they brought in Brittany Sykes, who I think is going to be an incredible fit between Natasha Cloud and Ariel Atkins. That starting five is is really on paper, you know. It's we've talked about how it's a there's two teams at the top, but the Mystics are almost in a tier of their own in third, in, in my opinion. And 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 another point to to them going over here. So you mentioned the record last year. So yeah. they had 22 wins last year, but we have to remember that they get more games this season. They played 36 games last season. So if you just you know s- split those extra four games and they they went two and two, now we're sitting at 24. Now we just need that one extra win to get over the edge there. Um, so I, I, the Mystics over is one I really like. There's a couple others um, that that I that I highlighted as well. Um, one of my favorite. Um, I know you're not as high on the Sun. I had a different number too, though. So that's that's part of it. I had seen a 20.5 in the market, and I really okay. like the Sun if they hang at 20.5, 22.5. Starting to get maybe a little more questionable, but I, I to get to 21, if you if that 20.5 number is out there, this team just has to be an above 500 team. This is a team that has been above 500 forever, and they have a lot of roster continuity. Um, the biggest thing for them, they don't have a ton of depth, so that's always a little bit scary when you're being betting these win totals because you are going through the whole season. So this isn't like, you know, if 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 things start to fall apart, there's not really an out, and if if your team doesn't have depth, that that can hurt. But I really do like that that Sun over 20 and a half. And then one team that is going to be one of my favorite teams to follow this year. I think they have a really bright future. The Atlanta Dream. Um, their head coach, Tanisha Wright, is, I think, one of the best young coaches in the league. They have an incredible front office, um, just top to bottom. They have a really good I, – I, I'm not a huge vibes person, but the vibes down in Atlanta are really good right now. Um, the reigning rookie of the year and Ryan Howard. 
really had an awesome year. She looks like she's one of the, the, the young stars of the league. I think, I think we could see uh, that's a player who, you know, we, we, we might not even get into like player props and stuff. Today. I'm, I'm going to be looking at her player prop early, both points and threes. I think she really did a lot in the second half after the all-star break last year. I'm going to look for her to pick up right where she left off. Um, so that dream team uh, is one, if you can find 18 and a half, that's one of my favorite overs out in the market. Um, I've got two unders as well that I really like. Seattle Storm, we've talked about them time and time again in this podcast. They're losing a lot of players and they just I think they're I think they're looking to the future right now. Um I'm I would I want to wait on this though. So I, I did see a 14 and a half out there, but there's a big pivot piece in my mind is Gabby Williams. Um she's playing in Europe right now. And you know, we haven't touched on this yet, but there's a prioritize prioritization um rule in, going into effect this year where if players are playing in Europe and their season is going on past um, a certain dead deadline in uh, in terms of WNBA, they have to say they can't come play in the WNBA. They have to prioritize one or the other. And if Gabby Williams's team loses on Saturday, she will be able to come over to the W. If she wins, that's you know one of their best players is not going to be there for a season. So if that if she's if she officially can't come to Seattle, this under is maybe my favorite bet of all of them. If she comes over, that she's a really good player. That that suddenly makes she this is, an interesting yeah. bet. Um, so I'd, I'd wait on that, but that's what I'm looking at. And then just finally the wings, I'm looking at under 20 and a half. Um, this is a team that has improved for three straight seasons, but they really, they made a lot of changes in this off season. And I don't know if I loved all the changes they made. Um, Arika Gumbawa is one of the best players in the league. Um, but they kind of tore things down around. They, 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 that's, let me phrase that differently. They didn't tear things down around, but they got rid of Marina Mabry and they brought in, yeah. uh, they got rid of Alicia Gray and they brought in a lot of younger players. I think they they have a vision of building around Agumba Wale, uh, Tierra McCowan. And I think I think it's maybe a step back to take a step forward in the long run. But I think this season is the is the first season where you see um, you know, a, a, a step back in terms of actual wins. Um, and then, you know, hopefully they they played this right and they they drafted players who they think are in their future. But I, this is a wings team that I'm not quite as high on. Um, I, I could see them very easily finishing below 500. Wings are definitely hard. It's hard to predict right now with them. And that's why, again, um, I think I'm going to wait and see a little bit on them as well. But you mentioned the storm and um, we are going to just c- kind of segue here into teams to make or miss the playoffs, which I find a little bit more difficult to, to predict but with the storm, I don't know, even with Gabby Williams, I don't know how much I trust Jewel Lloyd. Um, I, I think she's a great talent. Don't get me wrong. But even with the likes of Sue Bird and Brianna Stewart on the roster with her, she has been inconsistent at times with her scoring output. Um, and I just wonder... I just wonder who, what the identity of the storm is going to be right now. And and the reason that this sort of brings me to teams to make or miss playoffs, first of all, this is not offered for every team. So you can't bet on the aces or Liberty, big surprise to make or miss the playoffs, um, nor the mystics, which I think is mm. also telling, but of the remaining nine teams, the odds makers, basically what they're telling you is that the four teams that will not make it 
are fever, sparks, storm, and sky. So just to clarify, um, we said 12 teams in the league, the top eight make the playoffs. Yep. Um, and so on one hand, if you can if you can figure out who those like four teams likely are, you're kind of in a really good place to to place a bet um in this sort of in this category. The the teams that missed last year are the Lynx, as I mentioned, first time since 2010 under Cheryl Reeve. Um, and they're a team that, again, I think there's a good chance they they can get back there. The dream, you talked about them already, have um made a, a great leap in their rebuild. We're very competitive last year. We're in the playoff hunt late in the season. I think they can get in this year. Um, now the Sparks missed the last two years, but they're the ones that are bringing in Kurt Miller, who left yep. Connecticut. He's got a ton of playoff experience. I think that immediately makes them a threat. So I kind of like them to get in. Um, and of course, the Fever, um, I think they won five games last year. They're going to be better, but I still think with such a young roster and it's really hard for rookies in this league. Like, let's be honest. And having having so many just young players, I wouldn't be surprised if again they don't make it. So, um, but yeah, as as far as those odds are telling you, there's a good chance you know the storm don't make it in the sky. You mentioned them earlier. We have to see kind of what what they become. Yeah, this is this is we talked earlier. Um, well, I'll t- I'll say two things. First, I want to say that I think you said something very pressing in there about. Um, you know, this, this is a hard market to read. And I, I think that's especially true this season. I think there's, you know, we have our two teams up top and I'd even put the mystics, you know, there's a reason that you can't bet them to make the yeah. postseason. They, they, they kind of feel like a lock. And then you have, I think the fever at the bottom, but you've a whole lot of teams that we've said it time and time again, throughout this podcast, we kind of want to wait two weeks to see because it's like a big yeah. squishy middle, to be honest. And <laughs> I, I think that we can leverage the books in the sense that there, I like one of the bets I actually like here. If Gabby Williams comes back, is the Storm to make it at plus seven fifty? Because even though, again, I do see. To be honest, I see them as the second worst team. I bet they're under in the last segment, mm-hmm. so it seems crazy. But to me, there are more unknowns than knowns in that in that squishy middle this season. So if you're giving me a plus seven fifty number, or yeah. on the other side, a wings to not make it plus six hundred, that's there's. You know, we suddenly, you know, there's a lot of unknowns that we can kind of leverage against the books. Um, you can also check this market against the win totals. They don't always match up perfectly. Um, and you can kind of see, you know, maybe the the there's a team who is listed really, really high to make the playoffs, but their win t- total isn't is low, then you can bet the no and you can kind of leverage the books off of each other. The other thing I'll and I'll say there were I you know we, we always plug the the action network app and, and our Twitter feeds definitely make sure to follow us there because um again these markets move fast there was a Chicago sky no to make the playoffs which was one of my favorite bets that was at plus 230 when it first came out that's they're now one of the teams expected to miss the playoffs because that shifted from plus 230 to I think it's now at like minus 150 or something so that these markets do move really fast um Another one, the Sparks. I really liked it plus four hundred. It's down to plus two hundred. I don't like it quite as much. So if if you're if you really want to get into this, I would definitely suggest you know finding the people you want to follow or doing the research yourself. But just hop into that market quick because those those numbers can move fast sometimes. 
definitely start uh, paying attention, find your beat writers for each of these teams and, and, and get plugged in because there is certainly money to be made in this market. Once again, everything that we're talking about here, most of these bets were not available to make last year. And so um, odds makers are figuring it out probably as much as we are, a lot of opportunity. Um, and I think, as you can tell, this is gonna be uh, just a very, uh, not only exciting season, but it could be potentially a lucrative season. So that's why we're gonna be coming at you every week with these uh, WNBA versions of the Buckets podcast. In addition to the NBA content that we already provide, you can also find the WNBA content here. So I think we're going to call it for this, you know, first WNBA preview episode. Once again, we are Buckets presented by FanDuel. We will be back next week. We'll have Action Network Director of Predictive Analytics, Sean Kerner on Wednesday to show sort of how he makes his projections for the season. That's going to be super informative. Um, and then we'll be back with a best bets episode for opening night, May 19th. Our Her Hoop Stats analyst, Dano Mateo, will join me and we'll get you some best bets uh, for opening night. And then we're going to be off and running for this season. If you haven't yet, make sure you download our award-winning action app. Rate and review this podcast if you get a chance. Five stars, preferably. Um, and you could win some action swag or a free subscription to our Action Pro account. I'm Maria Marino. I'm so excited, once again, just to be talking W, to continue talking ball throughout the summer, even when NBA ends. Jim Turvey, thanks so much for joining me. One week from today, we, we, get, to, we get the W to start, so I'm looking forward to it. Let's get buckets. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.